Good morning, and the conversation begins here on 94 WIPL Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon, and a beautiful WIP day it promises to be. No matter where you go, the weather should be nice, and take WIP with you. Always good conversation here. And um, to begin the morning, if you're like me, you love a good bookstore. The hidden treasures, the smell, the feel. Well, my next guest loves bookstores and a whole lot more. She's the author of a new book, a work of fiction, How to Love a How to Find Love in a Bookshop by Veronica Henry. Let's say good morning to Veronica Henry. Good morning, Veronica. Good morning to you all. <laughs> okay, now Veronica's calling us from London, so um how's things over there? Oh well I'm actually not in London, I'm down by the sea, oh. so um it's kind of Autumnal, I think that's the politest way of putting it. <laughs> it sounds beautiful. Now you're it a book, is lovely. You're a bookstore lover, aren't you? I absolutely am. Yes, it's my one of my favourite places in the world, really, to be in a bookshop. You just never know what you might come out with. I think that's the great thing. Absolutely, but bookstores seem to be an endangered species as we get the big box bookstore. Yes. Well, you know, I did notice a few years ago that there was a sort of a feeling that bookstores were going to vanish from our our, our streets um, because everybody was downloading um, books and getting very excited about the fact that they only needed a small device to, to read on. Um, and it really looked as if, if books were going to go the same way as, you know, records. Um, but, but then gradually I think people really missed holding books in their hands. They absolutely really missed the whole, the whole pleasure of a three-dimensional object that they could have on there you know, bedside table or, or, you know, lying around the house. Um, and also I think books make a home. I think when you walk into somebody's house and you see their bookshelf, you kind of know who they are. <laughs> so I think there was a backlash, and I think, um, you know, people have really gone back to buying proper books. Um, and most people do both. They do a bit of, you know, digital downloading. Um, but I think they really love a proper proper book, and that's that can only be a good thing. I know exactly what you're saying. My wife loves her digital download reading, and I love my books, yes. Well, that's, I think there's certainly room for both, especially if you travel a lot. You know, it's great to be able to just, you, you know, um, take a small device with you and stick it into your bag um, and not lug around a load of paperbacks. But um, at the same time, you know, I think everybody really, really, um, you know, books are, books are really personal. They're really personal, and they change your life, and they make you who you are. So much more so than, you know, just a, a computer program. So I think they are here to stay. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, how do you describe what you write? How do I describe? I write um, books that hopefully make pe- people escape a little bit um, and feel happier about life at the end of the day. That's not to say that bad things don't happen in my books. You know, it's, I kind of try to reflect real life, but I try to um, make it realistic, but, but uplifting as well. Um, so it's kind of I kind of describe it as a soap opera in book form almost. I, I usually write about a, a big cast of characters and how they affect each other, you know, like a soap opera, um, but but in book form. All right. So, but yeah, feel good, feel good fiction, but not sickly and sugary. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, it has got you know bad things happen. People get divorced or or get ill, or and it's how you deal with that. Um, and come out feeling okay about life. And it's about friendship, and it's about love, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, when you go into a bookstore, bookstores have this propensity to classify books. Um, yes. Where would you like to find how to find love in a bookstore? 
Well, um, I suppose I, I think I'm I'm kind of put into the romance genre, but I don't sit down and think I'm going to write a romantic book. Um, but I, I, I guess because it's <coughs> based on relationships, and um, there usually is um, somebody looking for a partner in the book, but it's not kind of totally driving it. It's more about, say the bookshop book is about all the different customers that come into that store. Um, it's it's focused on the, on the girl that takes it over, that she's the kind of the, the centre of the book. But the, there are many, many other things in it that aren't just about love. It's about, you know, people's different crises at different points in their life. So it's, there's quite a lot of different age groups as well. So there's an older lady and then there's, you know, the the young single dad who's got a, a, a very young child. So it's it's kind of hopefully reflective of all all walks of life. Romance genre implies it's just for the ladies. What do you say to that? Um, I think, yeah, I think um, that's kind of a generally accepted view. But it's it's really strange. One of my biggest fans is is one of my neighbours, and he's a seventy something year old chemical pathologist. And he his wife says, you know what? When he gets into bed and picks up one of your books, that's it. He's gone. He's just like totally engrossed. And he knows more about my characters than I do. <laughs> It's like, how, oh, how did that happen? And why did that happen? Uh, so although, you know, you have to, with covers and titles, you, you, you try and get as broad a readership as you possibly can. Um, but I'd like to think that my readership is infinite <laughs> and limitless. Um, but it is difficult. You know, you can't do a cover that pleases everybody. So, But, it, you know, I think they've done a great job um, on this. You know, it, it's a, the, there's a picture of a bookstore on the cover, and hopefully that will be the thing that lures people in. Like a good front for a real bookstore. Sorry? It, the cover is like a real front for a real bookstore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's, it's a fictional bookstore, but, um, you know, there, we, we all have our favorite bookstore and, or, or our kind of um, imagination, you, you know, our imagined favorite, what, what it would look like. So it's kind of cute and comforting and, and, and inviting, hopefully. <laughs> and you're listening to Conversation here on 94 WIP. My name's Peter Solomon. My guest this morning, Veronica Henry, her new book, How to Find Love in a Bookshop. My name's Peter Uh Solomon. Now, Veronica, give us a sense of the book without giving away too much of the story. Okay, so it's set in a very pretty um, village um, just outside Oxford in England. Um, And very, very sadly, the owner of the bookstore has recently died. um, And he's had the bookstore for about 30 years um, and has been very much part of the town. Um, And his daughter comes back to um, kind of sort out the post, you know, all the things that happen when somebody close to you dies um, and kind of thinks, oh, my goodness, this bookshop is so important to this town. I need to take up the reins and keep it going. Um, And she kind of makes a bit of a deathbed promise to her father that she will do that. Um, But what she doesn't realize is that although he's a great bookstore owner and everybody loves him, he's not so great at at numbers. So it's it's financially not in great shape. Um, So she has a big challenge and, and a big decision to make as to whether she's, you know, got the skills and the wherewithal to um, take on the challenge and turn it around and, you know, make it more profitable and attract more customers. So it's kind of, that's the sort of central story to it. But then woven around that are all the, the, all the stories of the people that have been going to that shop over the years and how they find comfort in, in the bookshop. Um, yeah. So, yeah, lots of different things going on. It's kind of fun. <laughs> now you're in a small town in How to Find Love in a Bookshop. Do you think it would be a different story? If you were in metropolitan London, 
Probably, um, but who knows? Maybe the sequel could be she opens up another branch in, in somewhere like Chelsea or Kensington or, um, you know, I think... I think again, a bookshop is something that that draws the community out. So maybe that's what maybe that would be a great you know next story. Um, you know, I think it's really important for people to have somewhere to go and hang out. You know, the great thing about bookshops is nobody minds if you're in there for all afternoon. Nobody's going to come up to you and go, "Why are you still hanging around?" You know, that, that, that's that's the lovely thing about them. I think is you can just browse and spend time and choose and. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it would work, but in a, in a different way, possibly in the city. But um, who knows? <laughs> or maybe she happens to eat an American branch. That would be good. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, here in America, we have a phenomenon of a bookstore usually has a coffee bar. I don't know if you have. Yeah. Do you think that helps or hurts bookstores? I think it absolutely helps. Uh, um, you know, it's something that's started to happen over here. Um, obviously, because our buildings are all quite old, it's sometimes quite difficult to <coughs> physically accommodate a, a, a cafe. And then, of course, there's lots of rules and regulations, so it's not something that you can just do overnight. But I think I think that adds on to that sense of, you know, a bookshop being somewhere that you can literally spend the day if you feel like it. You know, you can take your book and go and sit and get a coffee and a cake and... Yeah, I, I, I think bookshops have to diversify and offer, offer different um, facilities. And, you know, it's not like a, a sort of hallowed place where you have to go in and be really quiet anymore. Um, it hasn't got that kind of library strictness about it. Um, it's much more of a meeting place, I think. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. some, I've, ha- I've heard some, some bookshops are even opening cocktail bars or offering cocktails in the evening. So. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> the party's here. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. Yeah, and they have date date nights and all sorts of things. So yeah, the world's your oyster, as we say over here. <laughs> uh, all right, um, this is obviously not your first book. No, um, I think it's probably about my sixteenth, but it's my first one that's come out in, in America. So it's very very exciting, and I really hope people embrace it for what it is. <laughs> How does it feel to be? Right across the pond, as they say in England. Had, um, oh, it's really exciting. I, I, I actually went to school in America when I was much younger. Um, my father was in the army, and we were we were um, stationed in Washington D.C. And I can remember that was one of the first things we did was go to the local bookshop um, because I kind of felt safe there. You know, it was a massive move for me. I lived in England, and here we are, here we were in this strange, new, exciting country. Um, but somehow, bookshops are a safe place. They're, they're pretty much the same the world over because they start at A and they end in Z and, and you know, those shelves are there for you to pick up what you want and find new friends. So <clears throat> that, that's, that's kind of, that helped me settle. Right. So it's very exciting now to be, to be out there <laughs> on the shelves myself. Now, are the characters in your book real people in your life or totally made up? No, I mean, pe- people always say, oh, is that, you know, is that based on a real person that you know? But that kind of doesn't work. It's very difficult to take people from real life and put them into a fictional setting. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm inspired by different people or, you know, I meet somebody and I think, oh, that's a very interesting attitude or that's a very interesting um, character trait. Um, but what usually happens is you'll pick out that, that aspect of their personality and then mix it in with a load of other stuff. So they they kind of emerge as as your creation, if you like. So you know, all of those people will have been been inspired by something in somebody, 
like there's a there's a cello player that she falls in love with and I started playing the cello recently so all the people that I've met um while I've been learning the cello have kind of merged to help create that character um because I think being a, a top musician takes certain character traits and 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 discipline and and but also a kind of wildness because you need to, to put emotion into your music so I've used all of those people that I've met through cello playing and created the cellist character so yeah it's a kind of it's like making a cake <laughs> now if that doesn't sound too crazy not at all <laughs> you've created these characters you're in a unique position as an author because I've talked to a lot of authors of fiction and yeah sometimes they get to be God in their book and move the people around and make things happen but yet at other at- times the characters go off on their own, which well, is it for you? Of, yeah, it's kind of the magic of writing. I was, you know, you kind you start thinking and planning, and you know, you write all your notes and 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 create all your characters, and then you start to write, and that's kind of when the magic starts and stuff happens that you that you haven't planned. And I don't know how it works because if I knew how it works, I'd make a, you know I'd be a millionaire if I had the secret. Of, of how creativity works um and, and that's kind of fun because a character that you you sort of put down as a as a minor character in the background might suddenly come forward and, and say no this is what i want to happen this is this is what's going to happen now and i'm much more important than you think i am and here's my story um and then you have to adjust everything as you're writing and think oh yeah yeah no you're right <laughs> you are really important you're not just a a minor character you're you've got a secret or or a plan that's going to affect everything. So you're not really in control. You like to think that you're in control of what you're writing, but you're not always. <laughs> that's, fa- that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> that's fascinating to me because I always thought as a writer, you controlled everything, but apparently that's not the case. Well, you try to. You try to sort of, you know, make allowances and, and, and adjust accordingly, but it can be, you know, it can be, it can turn everything that you thought was going to happen can, can take a totally different course. Usually I end up where I think I'm going to end up. It's just that you take a different route. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of, <clears throat> you have a, 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 you set the sat-nav, if you like, <laughs> to take you from Philadelphia to wherever. Um, but actually you find that you you kind of go off off the beaten track and, and, and discover new exciting things, which makes the journey more interesting. I think that's kind of how it works. Now, the other thing that intrigues me about your book is it's English setting. Would it be different? Yeah. Would, it, would the book be different if it was in another country? Oh, uh, probably. But I suppose if I was setting it somewhere else, I'd still find the charm of that particular place. You know, I always write books um, in places where I want my readers to be. So when people pick up How to Find Love in the Bookshop, I want them to want to live in Peasebrook, which is a, a very typical, beautiful Cotswold English town. Um, very, very pretty and charming and and mellow. It's made of it, the the stone there is sort of golden colour, so it's really, really beautiful. Um, and higgledy-piggledy, you know, the buildings are all different shapes and sizes. and um, So there is a, a real charm to it. So I always want to set, you know, if, where, if I were to set it in Paris, for example, I'd have to go and, and find a, a very pretty and attractive set of buildings that it would nestle amongst to make people think, yeah, that's where, that's where I want to be. You know, we all have difficult lives. We all might not be living where we want to live. And so I think reading and escaping is really important. So that's what I try and, and provide is, is something, somewhere for my readers to go that's kind of like a break. <laughs> yeah. 
It sounds like How to Find Love in a Bookshop is not only a book about bookstores and love, but it's almost an invitation to move to a small English town. Oh, maybe, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. it is, they're all places that I want to be as well. I love the Cotswolds. It's just, every time I go there, I just think, how can this place be so pretty? It's, you know, it's kind of untouched by progress almost. Um, and it really is charming, idyllic. So, yes. <laughs> and, you know, small towns are great in that everybody pulls together. Um, but I also try and reflect the difficulties of le- living in a small town, which is, you know, everybody knows your business and has an opinion about what you should be doing with your life. Um, so for Amelia, the central character, you know, she experiences that. She she can't make her own decisions. She's She's pretty much, she has not much choice. She has to carry it on, really. But it's not an easy route. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure not. Does Amelia find happiness in the end, or is that too much oh, to ask? Oh, well, that's for everybody to find out. But, you know, I write I write uplifting, feel-good fiction, so I think it's probably safe to say that whatever choices she makes, they are the right ones for her. <laughs> that, with that, Hopefully that's not giving anything away. <laughs> and you're listening to Conversation here on 94 WIP or Sports Radio. My name's Peter Solomon. My guest this morning, all the way from England, Veronica Henry, her new book, How to Find Love in a Bookshop. Not just a book for women only. My name's no. <laughs> no, indeed. My name's Peter Solomon. What's the next book, Veronica? Where are you going to take uh, us my next? next? My next book is um, set in Bath. Um, I don't know how many of your listeners would be familiar with that. Again, a very, it's a city, so it's a, but it's a very beautiful, very historic um, town and again it's you know lots of people fall in love with bath when they come because it's georgian uh very very beautiful buildings um but also with a big roman influence <coughs> so it's a place that lots of people um aspire to go to, go to for the weekend or, or to, to move to and it's somewhere i'd i'd love to live um so that's where the next i can't give too much away at this point because i'm still in the middle of it but um yeah it, it'll be um not the same, as they say, the same but different. So it's a family, very, very. I, I love writing books about families, so this is very much a family-centered story. But um, there are problems afoot, and it's about how everybody deals with those. But again, in a gorgeous English setting. Family's important to you, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. Well, I think it's fascinating how families work. You know, there's you. You don't get to choose your family. <laughs> So, um, and, you know, life's tough. It throws all sorts of different decisions and dilemmas at us. And so it's a really great, um, families are always a great engine for a book, I find, um, because there'll always be disagreement. There'll always be, um, you know, p- problems to confront and to deal with. And it's how everybody pulls together or not that fascinates me, really. So I've done a lot of family-based I write much more about families than than the classic romance, which is a, a single heroine in search of love. Mine will be much more about families and how they find peace or or deal with a particular phase of their life. You know, something usually happens to upturn the apple cart, and then you know it's about how that affects each of the different family members and their friends, and you know, it's kind of a ripple effect, if you like. Absolutely. Um... Where do the ideas come from from your books? How do they start out? They always start with a place. That's what I always begin with. So with the bookshop book, and again, as I said earlier, I, I like to set my books 
in a place where I feel my reader would like to be taken. So I've written a lot set by the seaside because I actually live by the seaside. <clears throat> I've set a book set on the Orient Express. I guess you guys know about that because of the mm. Agatha Christie book. Right. So I wrote a book um, that was it was like a, a romantic, but not a romantic story about various different passengers who take that trip. Um, and with the bookshop book, I was kind of thinking I'd, I'd run out of ideas almost. And I was thinking, well, where, where can I set my next book? There's a sort of panic that sets in. Um, and I was actually in a bookshop and I thought, do you know what? I feel really happy here. I feel really comfortable. Um, that's, that's my next story. And it just fell into place. And I have actually worked in bookshops. Um, while I was growing up, so I was familiar with the other side of the counter, if you like. I knew what what, what the job entailed, um, and I just thought, "Here we go. That's it. <laughs> what could be better?" I have a confession to make. When I go to a bookstore, I grab every book that interests me. Usually, end up with an armful, and then I need Good. to go. Then I need to go sit down somewhere and make the final decisions. Yeah, because I can't buy well, them all. No, I guess, I mean, yeah, I, I have the same. I go, and the great thing is you come out with stuff that you didn't even know that you wanted. That's the beauty of it. Um, and it's not, you know, like clothes shopping is traumatic and horrible. <laughs> you know, you have to fit into it. It has to look good on you. It's not a pleasurable experience. Whereas books, you can go in and, you, you know, everything could possibly fit into your life. Um, I'm crazy about cookery books as well. That's that's quite often what I'll come out with. I'm just, you know, I'll... I'll look at it and think, yep, I need that in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, also, you know, it's great. You just, and it, you know, it's enriching. It's, and it's not a big risk. You know, a book, a books relative to other things are not a huge investment. Um, so you can, you can take a risk. And if you don't like it, it's not the end of the world. Absolutely not. Finally, Veronica Henry, what do you want us to think when we've finished reading How to Find Love in a Bookshop? Oh, I want you to think, I must spend more time in bookshops. <laughs> um, I want you to think, um, yeah, I, I, want you, I want everybody to remember how easy it is to read and how, how quick an escape that is. Much more, you know, we spend so much time on our phones flicking through social media um, and not being really connected to anything. And I think the great thing about a book is somebody else is kind of in control. You know, the writer's taking you somewhere, but your imagination is engaged. And I think that's really important because I think sometimes we lose you know, the ability to let go and imagine. You know, with TV, everything's dictated to you. It's all there. You're not, you're not allowed to, to use your imagination. But with books, you can, and that's the really important part of our, our brain that needs to be exercised more. <laughs> so I guess that's the takeaway. <laughs> a good insight from Veronica Henry, author of How to Find Love in a Bookshop. If you do nothing else soon, go visit a bookshop near you. Thank you, exactly. Veronica Henry. Thank you. What an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure as well. And you're listening to Conversation here on 94WIP. My name's Peter Solomon. More in just a bit.